for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Just in case you missed it, this is the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down District 1 and 2 athletics week in, week out in this great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by ESPN Zone, Ryan Skaggs. What's up, Skaggs? So the funny story behind this, I don't know if you saw that or not. Did you? Do you know why I put this in here in my tagline? No, and let me explain for our audio listeners. We are broadcasting live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account, and you're definitely encouraged to check out the video version of this. But we also put the replay uh, audio of this uh, wherever you download podcasts into the North Idaho PrepCast feed, whether that's Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, etc. Uh, we have these little name tags that identify who we are, right? Mine says Brandon Bainey, and then it's got my email address, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. Usually, you know, we see Ryan Skaggs and then your Twitter account at an Idaho game night. But today you've put insert fake ESPN name here. So the obviously, yeah, to start off the, the North Idaho prep cast so good that we have to announce it twice <laughs> to start the show. I, I have Dude, I haven't been at my best this morning. I'm not going to lie. And doing these things live now puts more pressure on. I by the time by the time I realized I hadn't clicked the go live button, it was like the last two seconds of the intro. Oh, and I was funny. like, uh, I better replay this. So, <laughs> so, anyways, so anyways, so with my tagline, uh, a story came out from the Athletic, who I'm whom I don't normally read very often, but it was a story that caught my eye. Was ESPN um, for Emmy purposes? I didn't know this, but like um, college game day has not been eligible for their hosts to win Emmy awards. Um, so instead they submit fake names for their, their like show hosts for other categories in their programming. And over the years they have won over eight Emmy awards for fake named people. Well, those names, it was like Kirk Howard, um, one year was Kirk Herb Street. Then another year it was Dirk Howard that won, which was for Desmond Howard. Um, so they found over eight times that ESPN f- submitted fictitious names for people from the College Game Day show panel uh, that won Emmy Awards that are people that don't even exist. So in my hopes of winning, I inserted a fake name uh, in hoping that with doing this prep cast, I'm also nominated for an Emmy. Oh my gosh. I really want to ask you like more about this and like why they're not eligible for the Emmys, but I don't want to, I don't want to take up a, a ton of time on the, I, just, I, I read know. it. I started laughing and I'm like, that's like the most ESPN thing ever, but yeah, <laughs> I'll do, I'll do my own research. This leads me to two conclusions. Number one, it reminds me of when I was a freshman in college, I applied for the uh, NBA draft. I entered the NBA draft. I, you know, it took, it costs like 10 bucks for a filing fee and you just put your name and it's like team. And I was like, university of Montana intramurals. And like, 
I was like, who knows? You know, the Knicks at that time, their owner was like get going on nightly benders and like, maybe I'll get drafted by accident by the New York Knicks. Jeremy <laughs> Lin was probably like on hot, like on fire at the time. And yeah, no. <laughs> oh, this was bad. This was when the Knicks had like seven power forwards on their roster and they all just clogged. They're like, yeah, I know what you need is a six foot six semi out of shape college kid yeah <laughs> yeah uh anyways i i didn't get drafted spoiler alert uh but also uh, tell me where you land on this and I, I would be interested to know from people that are watching this live you can always um you know comment and participate and we'll make you a part of the conversation i think in general awards are pretty stupid i gotta be honest yeah. they're pretty they're pretty arbitrary um i don't put a lot of stock into them um, the one, the one set of awards I do put stock into are the all conference teams that are voted on by coaches across various sports in Idaho, because those coaches really know the ins and outs of their league and their players. And I don't put much stock into the all state teams. If we're being honest, I don't think they're really reflective of it always ends up being players from the teams that made it the furthest in state, which isn't always the best players, you know, um, and, and and just individual awards too, I think are are generally pretty pointless. So, you know, and that's like I think kind of what tongue in cheek why I do my own awards too, um, is because I know how some of these awards work. I mean, I voted on a panel for the coaches awards in in various leagues that I participated in in years past and been in those meetings, and um, even some of those are I don't want to say skewed, but. Um, it's, you know, you got, you want to get your guys in and like, so if we couldn't get our guy at quarterback, then we're going to get our offensive lineman at some notoriety, even though maybe he wasn't deserving that stuff happens. Like that really does. There's kids that are definitely deserving, but there's also just guys that want to make it even, um, which isn't necessarily true. Cause I mean, you look at some dominating teams, Coeur d'Alene realistically could have had their entire starting five on their offensive line as all league in the IEL. And I don't think anybody would argue same with post falls last year, like vice versa, like, that exists so you know awards i kind of tongue-in-cheek laugh at but at the same time i think the kids need the notoriety because like there there's recognition that needs to take place um but you know it's like who has something to gain in those two is where i would look at it like with the all-state stuff there's you know okay fine pay for clicks okay well i'm going to choose you know, this school, because they have a big fan base, this school, big fan base. I'm going to probably maybe get a few extra clicks out of the deal. Which Now I'll say, I'll say the, the all state teams that come out are voted on by the coaches, but it is hard for a coach in North Idaho to vote on players from, you know, for example, you know, I'm not saying this happened, but this is an example, right? Highland and Coeur d'Alene played for the football championship this year. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene easily could say, well, Highland is the team we saw, I'm just going to vote their guys. Yep. But there might there might be somebody from Rigby who was yep. better. But well, since they you saw them in week zero. But yeah, I mean, I, there could be right. a kid from from Lake City that was Thunder really Ridge. good. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, one of those secondary teams that just has an absolute standout. And I know that we saw it last year. Obviously, Zach Johnson made the All State team, but he was you know made made a name for himself and some of the off season stuff. And but I mean, there's there's kids that get slighted absolutely because they're their teams don't make it to the playoffs or whatever, but they're more than w worthy of, of making an all state team. And I could look at kids like, you know, for example, Cornish at, at running back last year for Lakeland, um, you know, I think was a massive snub and um, you know, but that 
that's just sometimes it's a popularity contest and it gets to be a beauty contest. If your team makes it to state and does well, then you have a good chance of making the all-state team. And that stinks kind of in my mind, but yeah, we could go off I mean, on a tangent about it. We could do a whole show about this, but yeah. Yeah, you, you, and you'll really see it in basketball with the all-state teams. If your oh, team did, absolutely. If, if your team didn't make it to state, it's really hard for you to make the all-state team, which is mm-hmm. not how it should Which be. is a fair. It's not fair because, I mean, there's some dominating players that are out there that just don't have a supporting cast around them. Like, that that happens. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, uh, and then just professionally, you know, us as adults, I think awards are really stupid. There, there are, <laughs> there are, there are some people in the media and and colleagues that are really into that, right? Hey, I'm a ten time Idaho Broadcaster of the Year. Cool. I don't need that. Like, I'm, but it's the same four people nominated. So, like, how can you not win every year if it's the same four people always getting nominated? Right. I don't care. I didn't. I didn't choose this line of work to win awards and be sure. Famous. Absolutely. You know, I couldn't care less about it. I just, yeah. anyways. And granted, I think, you know, some of it, like, I look at guys that don't get nominations that, like, I mean, I look at the guys of the Coeur d'Alene Press. I think they do a phenomenal job. There's guys at the Lewiston Tribune that do great work that get no notoriety at all because they're in the obscurity of North Idaho. And, you know, that's that's a shame. Like, they should be sports writers of the year, too. Like, that, but, Yeah. Anyways, we can pull I, this topic. For- <laughs> I put I put I put my foot in my mouth last week talking about a, a newspaper somewhere in Idaho. So I'm gonna, I heard about that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain, but I will say the Coeur Press and Lewiston Tribune. They do such covers. good work. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, we're yeah. very lucky to have them up here. Um, Absolutely. Sure. And, I'll, and even and I'll make sure and tag Nelky and the crew, like, because they do, they, you know, El, Jason Elliott, they all do a great job up here, man. They do such a good job. And, and it's not just that. It is, you know, the Bonner County Daily Bee. Yeah. You know, and Sandpoint. Yeah, Christian and, and I mean, like, Sandpoint does a great job with theirs. And, like, it's just, man, it, yeah. The Bonner's Ferry, Bonner's Ferry Herald, right? They're always on top of it. Yep. Um, the paper in Orofino does a great job. Like, we have so yep. many, St. Mary's Gazette. Right, we have so many great newspapers up here. It's we we are very spoiled for sure. So uh, we we're also spoiled, Ryan, because we have gotten to watch the Lapway boys basketball team over the past several years. I mean, really since the seventies, uh, just be excellent every single year. Um, but this run that they've been on these last four years has been extra special because we have been able to watch some of the greatest players. Like when you're talking about, I'm making a top 50 list of Idaho's best basketball players of all time. Titus year out is on that list. He's now at the university of Idaho case. Why not is on that list. And now we've been talking about this since the start of the year. And now it's coming into view. Uh, There's a really good chance here over the next three games that case. Why not is going to become Idaho's all time career leader in total points scored he is 76 points shy of breaking the record after he dropped 57 <laughs> in a 100 to 76 win over logos a good uh, team earlier this week that was a fun yeah. game yeah and uh, logos is a good team they're not bad i mean there's some athletes on the floor and i was talking to sean kane about this i'm like i don't care what level you're at if you throw down a triple double where you score 57 at any level that is 
crazy. That's a that's a bonkers stat. And how many times have we seen that from Case? And and that's something that goes back. I mean, I got to watch Case as a freshman when he came in, and we did you know some lapway stuff, and then the state tournament when I had the one AD one tournament his freshman year, and. You know, the one thing that it that popped out was it's like this kid's special. Like I knew it I from my, the moment I saw him walk the court. And I don't say like I'm not taking any credit at all for anything that's gone on that case has done. But with my own eyes, when I watched him step on the floor in that first game and he went off, I think it was for like 24. And everybody's talking about Titus and everything else. And I'm watching Case and I'm like, no, this kid is gonna be the real deal. I think he's gonna be the best basketball player Lapway might have might ever have. And Look at it. I mean, I think that 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 absolutely is true. Um, you know, he's certainly going to have the highest ceiling with with where he's going in in college, going to Utah State, a phenomenal program there in the Mountain West, and the opportunities there in front of him. Um, but I mean, he's just a great, humble kid too, and that's the thing that I think people overlook is they think that the you know if you're going to be the all time leading scorer, you're going to have this flashy kid that's out there, you know, John and everybody and everything else. No, he's the most humble, head down, grind, just unselfish player I've probably ever seen with the amount of talent that he has. Like this, that it's something. It's once in a generational type talent that comes through the halls of that school. And that, I mean, how many great players have we seen Lapway have? Like you said, um, but what Case has done has just been unbelievable, and, and you know, it's worth worthy of the accolades and the attention. I think just because the amount of work that's gone in behind the scenes that he's put into, like. People don't realize the hours that have been invested by him and by his parents and his coaches and everything else. Like there's a ton of work and a whole community of people around case that get a share in a little bit of this, you know, spotlight over the next few games. Yeah. Uh, here's Logan green, our treasure Valley prep caster. He says when Brandon and I did the one AD one tournament in 2022, I had the same thought that that case was the best player that I had seen play in a long time phenomenal and of course he is committed to utah state university i got so excited to talk about this uh skags i forgot to mention the north idaho Prepcast is brought to you by no vape idaho uh for more information you can type in no vape idaho uh into your favorite uh search mechanism online uh but did you know skags that one in five idaho teens have tried vaping at least once that was pretty alarming when i heard that statistic <laughs> i could i could give you stories <laughs> of the times that I worked, you know, when I worked in the school districts of, yeah, I'd say that I was like, I would have taken the, the over instead of one in five. I would have thought it was more, but yeah, that's crazy. It's that's sad that it's that high, but yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, something has to be done about it. And the good folks, the good folks at no vape Idaho are, are stepping up to the plate. Uh, so big thanks to no vape Idaho here on the North Idaho prep cast. So Lapway is back in action tonight. We are recording this on Thursday, January 11th. They will host Kamii, which just the game itself will be fun. You know, these two played for the 1AD1 championship two years ago at State. Uh, Kamii's got, obviously, you know, Dave Clute, who's who's a silky smooth forward. Um, they've got uh, Rayhan Koo inside, who's a really fun post player. They got a, they got a dynamo point guard in Tug Tug Logren as yeah. well. Um, so Kamii is a fun team to watch. Uh, and then Saturday is the big one. They're going to host Potlatch. Now Potlatch plays Troy tonight. Um, if Potlatch wins that game, they will be undefeated coming into this showdown with Lapway. Uh, IdahoSports.com will be broadcasting each of the next two Lapway games tonight against Kamii 
Saturday against Potlatch. Of course, we want to be there for this milestone achievement uh, that Case Why Not will more than likely accomplish. But at the same time, two really good basketball games also. Yeah. You know, and I don't think either of these teams want to be the one that Case breaks the record against. I could really see, um, you know, pressure clamping down and, and denying and, and just trying to see if, you know, somebody else can take a game over. That's the problem with Lapway. Those they got guys that could score around Case too. So, um, you know, they, they're a matchup nightmare. Um, plus Case's vision. He's able to pass so well that, I mean, he's going to lift you know, the other players around him in the games, like you can try to double team him, but we saw what happened in, in the Avista tournament with that. They tried to double up on him early against Moscow and he just absolutely torched Moscow um, on the floor with his vision. So uh, Cami has a team though. I look at like the record is kind of deceptive. They've got five losses on the season, but I still look at them as a state caliber team. Like this is a team that could very easily find their way into the state tournament, you know, making noise in the districts and, and potlatches. And I mean, it, I look at them and Potlatch is the, the kind of battle for that that piece behind Lapway. But Potlatch is a team in their own right that's got some firepower in their lineup too. And they showed it last year. They showed flashes making to the tournament. And um, they've got a lineup that can score too. And that's going to be a couple fun matchups and back-to-back games for you um, between those two teams. It's going to be, be, be good to watch. Yeah, so tune into those games again tonight, uh, Thursday evening, 7.30, uh, Camii versus Lapway Saturday, two 30 in the afternoon potlatch versus Lapway as uh, case. Why not chases the all time Idaho points scored record, just 76 points away potlatch. They've got the levels, right? Jason Everett, uh, Jackson vowels, who, uh, I will be honest as a fellow lefty, you know, I'm a yep. left hand, I'm a left-handed person. Jackson vowels is a lefty. I got to see him pitch for the first time last year at the state baseball tournament. I haven't gotten to see him play basketball yet. I haven't had the the privilege. And so I'm really excited to see him on the yep. court. Cause I've I, obviously you look at the numbers and you go, yeah, he can fill it up. But I've heard uh, just from people like when you watch him play, you know, he glides out there. So yeah, no, he's, he's silky smooth to his game and that's going to be a fun. I mean, like I said, Paul, has got a nice lineup that they really do. They get a complete team. They can play inside outside and they play good defense too. I, you can't sleep on the loggers. Um, that's a, you know, I kind of look at this game almost a little bit. You might see it like what we saw last year when Lakeside came down the lapway. And then it's like, you know, if Lakeside, even though in a close loss, you know, could they learn something in order to dethrone the Wildcats? And that, that could be this game for Potlatch. We'll see what takes place. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I can't, I can't wait for it. Um, again, this is all on IdahoSports.com. Totally free to tune into to to watch these two games here thursday night and then saturday afternoon of course tip-off time always depends on the jb game ahead of it those tip times are approximate so and i don't know if you looked outside or not but weather permitting too (laughs) i haven't uh it's it's not pretty out right now let's put it that way it's gonna be cold and it was snowing pretty hard a a little bit ago Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna have to shovel before I leave uh, for Lapway today. Okay, uh, good to know. Uh, I I literally I've been podcasting all morning. I haven't had a chance to look outside because uh, I have my windows closed here in the office because I don't want the sunlight to come through and gotcha. you know, ruin the yeah, shot. This weather so. report brought to you by Ryan. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. <laughs> two 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 last things on case. Why not? And then we'll move on because uh, I got I got a chance to talk really quickly with Zach Eastman last night, the the boys basketball coach at Lapway, and he said, "Here's what." People, you know, don't understand about Case. Why not? Because this is what I said. I said, I'm excited that we get to showcase, you know, how unselfish of a player he is, right? He's always 
rebounding and assisting and triple doubles are pretty common for him. And you can't do that if you're just looking to score every time you get the ball. And he Mm -hmm. said, yeah. And the other thing a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of cases points come off of rebounds, right? A teammate will shoot a shot. It'll miss. He'll grab the rebound and put it back up for two in the blink of an eye. And he said that happens a lot. And he said, honestly, until he he's shooting like, you know, 75% from the floor, like until those come down, like we're, we're going to trust him in, in the Logos game. He was 15 of 17 from the floor skags. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on, you're on, right? Like, yeah, no, that's, that's Case's game, man. And it's, he's been that way forever. Like, you know, when he was a freshman, he wasn't the biggest in frame, right? He wasn't the biggest dude on the floor, but he was just he slides into the into the paint so easily, and it's just he's, he's silky smooth on his touch. But a lot of his points in that in that tournament, you know, when I saw him, I mean, this is going back three years, but um, was second chance points. He was just following up like something like you know year out or or cross Taylor or whoever was putting up a runner, and he would just follow it down the lane and be there, you know, Johnny on the spot and. Um, you know, I think he learned that game early on and he hasn't let that part go. And he, he's learned how to score in different ways. That was something his dad attributed. Like he told me in the off season, like, you're going to have to watch Case's mid-range game. Like if you want to talk about that, it's like mid-range game and his passing have absolutely taken off. And that's the reason why he got the D1 looks it, you know, there's scores everywhere. Like, I mean, there, you, if you can score in basketball, there's score, but there's a, when you want to be different, you got to have those other facets of your game, and that's where he absolutely improved, and he's earned that that scholarship offer to to Utah State. Yep, so we're so excited to watch that again. Uh, click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com for all of the details there. All right, we will take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into the other boys and girls basketball games that caught our eye and get to – Ryan's North Idaho nine, his power rankings of the nine best uh, boys teams, the nine best girls teams in North Idaho, regardless of classification size. This is the North Idaho Prepcast presented by No Bape Idaho. It's not like I'm doing drugs. Nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances. Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart, don't start. Back on the North Idaho PrepCast, presented by No Vape Idaho here on IdahoSports.com. You know, as I was watching and listening to that uh, spot there, Skaggs, another thing popped into my head. In terms of just, you know, drugs and smoking in general, I don't touch any of that stuff. That's not really, I'm not into that. I know our neighbors to the West are kind of like, yeah, do what you want, right? (laughs) And that's, I'm not here to talk about that, but everything is laced with fentanyl these days. We're finding out now even vape pens and just the tiniest microscopic amount of fentanyl can kill you. Yeah, no, and it's something that, I mean, we see and it's been in the news cycle more and more lately is just the accidental overdoses and it's you know kids unwillingly doing things whether it's vape pens or pills or whatever something's laced and you just don't know like you just, you don't know don't do it like there, there's too much at risk and too much to lose and in, in that game and don't you know that's a game you just don't want to play because you're putting your life in your own hands and you can't trust other people when it comes to to stuff like that anymore yeah uh, seriously you never know. So just stay away from it and be cautious. Uh, yeah. No doubt. All right. Uh, 
Uh, back to the college. Uh, I almost said college hoops. Back to talk the about now? No, high school. <laughs> high school. I've got college hoops on my mind. I got to um, be at North Idaho College this weekend to PA announce for the Cardinals. Oh, you got you got lured. Okay, cool. Congrats. Well, I committed to that like back in October. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, because I gave them your info. <laughs> I, I, I committed to that way back in October, not knowing that this Saturday was going to be, you know, probably the game where the scoring record gets broken. So I told yeah. I told Paul, our boss is like, I can't be there Saturday. I'm sorry. I already committed to something else months ago. And so uh, it is what it is. But let's talk high school hoops two big games that really stood out to me we'll just wrap up on the boys side since we were yeah. talking about Lapway. um bonners ferry and lakeside played each other lakeside of course is the team that famously beat Lapway in overtime last year for the 1a d1 championship it was Lapway's first and only loss of the season now yeah. lakeside has come out and they've played pretty well they haven't had as many games on the schedule yet um, but they suffered their first loss to, to bonners ferry so Lakeside's now, you know, one loss. Bonners Ferry has three losses, but they've played some really tough opponents. And Bonners, tough. Fer- Bonners Ferry was a runner-up from last year. So this was a fun game. The Badgers went to Lakeside and won by 12, 73 to 65. Yeah, that's a good win, I think. And it's not a bad loss, necessarily. That's a game that doesn't, I don't want to say means anything, but um, it's not going to negatively affect Lakeside other than putting a loss in the loss column that if you're from Southern Idaho and you're just looking at the paper, you're going to be like, oh, they've got a loss. It's like, yeah, okay, go look who, because this Bonners Ferry team is pretty good. And the teams that Bonners Ferry have lost to are also very good as well. So um, I think overall loss total for teams that Bonners Ferry has played and lost to, I think is in the, I think it's like four. <laughs> so um if i'm not mistaken so if you go back and look at teams like they, they've they've lost to some very very good programs um you know they're they're three losses on the year so far i think they're what uh eight and three on the season right now so uh not nine and three nine and three on the season so i mean like barnes ferry is going to be a team you talked about the 3a last week just being kind of a toss-up um i still see it that way right now i think it's kind of anybody's tournament for 3a in the state of idaho um like and then Lakeside, I think, has a more complete team than they did last year. Um, I really like the Knights still a whole lot. And I think that it's going to be, you know, one of the teams from the North is going to win again at State this year. It's kind of going to be who draws the straw, who wants to play the, the upset, and who wants to play the favorite. So, Yeah, Bonners Ferry, their three losses, Skaggs, were to Class 5A Coeur d'Alene by 12 in the season opener, Class 5A Lake City by 4, and West Valley, which I think you just said is the number one ranked team in 4A hoops in Washington. 2A, yeah, they're the number one 2A, 2A team in Sorry. Washington, which would be 4A in Idaho. Yeah. Yes. They they lost by a point, 62-61. Yeah. So, yeah. And they after they beat Lakeside, they went to Sandpoint and won going away, 84-66. Yeah. yeah. This this Bonner's Ferry team's really I mean, they're very good. And you know, it's kind of one of those teams that flies under the radar. And you look at it, and it's like I think they kind of want it that way. Remaining the, the anonymous team up north, kind of looming out there, and their 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 rankings are going to be really good in the computers too as they approach state. Like they're they're going to be okay as far as seeding goes. Yeah, here in the chat we've got Max Oswald who does a great job for the Bonners uh, the Bonner County Daily B. Max, uh, keep up the good work. He says I watched Bonners play Sandpoint last night, eighty four sixty six Badgers would be really surprised if they're not in the state championship 
this year. I, I'm I, right there with him. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you look at statewide, you know, Snake River has a good team. Kimberly is off to a good start. McCall Donnelly is always tough, but it's open. Like the door is open. And for Bonners Ferry with the Batemans and Asher Williams and the great coaching from Nathan Williams. Yeah. yeah. If if Asher can go off and he gets his points in the state tournament and they keep – you know, they're bigs out of foul trouble. That's a team that they're going to be a tough out for anyone. And that's going to be, that's going to be a tough win for anyone. Let's put it that way. Yep, for sure. So uh, we will keep an eye on the Badgers. Uh, and then just quickly on the flip side for the Lakeside Knights, a uh, really good balance in that loss mm-hmm. to Sandpoint. And I think this is what you were saying earlier, uh, where last year, you know, Vander Brown would go out and get 30, right? Yep. And then, you know, everybody else would get six, seven, eight. And, Okay, that's awesome and it works, right? They it, it helped them win a title, but when Vander Brown's in foul trouble, then what happens? And this year with Vander Brown now graduated, it has forced all of these other players to become a little more confident in their offensive game. And so just in the loss to to Bonner's Ferry, um, you had Tyson Charlie with 16, Brutus uh Cy John with 12. You had Liam Hendricks with 11, Blaze Callahan with 10. That's four guys right there in double figures that maybe wouldn't all get there last year. You know, and that was something that I think helped them in the state championship game. And I don't want to say having your 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 best player in in Vander Brown being foul trouble um, be a good thing necessarily, but it helped them for this year. Like they had to learn throughout the season last year how to be a team without that catalyst on the floor. I think it set them off to be a more balanced, like we've seen, like a more balanced team. They're getting, you know, four players in double figures night in, night out. You do that by and large, you're going to find yourself having a ton of success on the floor. Yep. And there's just nothing on the schedule coming up here that's going to really help us, you know, be able to gauge where Lakeside is comparative to their state peers. I mean, they play, you know, G prep coming up and and Wallace in, in league play, of course. And then, yeah you know, Mullen and Clark fork, but it's just not, we won't know until we get to state. And so they are going to be the ultimate wild card again (laughs) at the one AD one state tournament. So, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, the only thing is, is it's not going to help in, in getting your seating set up. That's going to be the downside with it. But, um, you know, we've seen them, they, they can win the big games and they can do it again. I mean, I realistically look at this team as a title contender. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. Uh, James Two Teeth, great coach there. He's a great uh, coach, man. Yeah, one of the only strong, I think, top like coaches in North Idaho for sure. Knows a thing or two about winning titles. Uh, that's for sure. Okay, it is time for Ryan's North Idaho Nine. These are the nine best boys basketball teams in Idaho. Think of them as like power rankings. Um, classification size doesn't matter. This is just him saying, hey. These are the top nine teams. Uh, we will, for those of you watching, we'll have them kind of scrolling across the bottom like the ESPN ticker. But for those that are listening, Ryan's going to run through them all one through nine here as well. Yeah. So on the boys' side, obviously you got Cordelaine at one. You look at what they've done in 5A. They're, they're, I look at next week, their matchup with Post Falls is going to be a pretty nice, compelling game. Uh, Lapway two. You know, we'll really know what the Wildcats are made of in 1A play. We've, we've seen them obviously playing some of the bigger schools. Um, but when they when they take on the next two games with Camia and Potlatch, Post Falls at three. Post Falls is a really surprising team for some people. Sorry, Bonders Ferry, then Post Falls. Um, 
I look at those two teams, like there's you know, Bonner's Ferry, we already talked about Post Falls, some of just under the radar. They got a big one over Lewiston the other night. They're on a tear right now. They're playing really good team ball. They've beat some good teams. They took a tough loss at Kamayakin to a really good 3A team in Washington. So that's not a tough loss and big loss for them. Um, five is Lakeside. Kind of weird to have the Knights drop that far and one loss to Bonner's Ferry, but that's just, I think, the balance within North Idaho, Lake City six, Palach seven. Um, you know, Lake City, I think, is a team. They haven't played a league game yet. We'll see what the T-Wolves the can do with that young group. Um, then uh, Lewiston and Kendrick kind of rounding that out. So, Yep. And yep. as we talked about last week, Fight for the Fish is this Friday uh, yeah. Yep, at Lake City. So uh, should be a good one there. That is in the North Idaho 9. All right. Girls Hoops, uh, Skaggs, really the the one game I wanted to hone in on here. That, well, there was two games. Um Let's talk first about Sandpoint and Lakeland because we had talked about, okay, uh, Sandpoint, you know, just lost to Pocatello at this holiday tournament. Lakeland is kind of surging, you know, has the gap narrowed between these teams. I think the answer is yes. Now, Sandpoint has been juggling people in and out of the lineup all season, right? Yep. Um, but this game a week ago in Sandpoint, Lakeland led by seven. With two yep. minutes to play, Sandpoint closes out the game on a 10-0 run to win 53-50. to That's like in Mortal Kombat where the guy reaches in and rips out the other person's heart. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that was that – was, I mean, Sandpoint, we've seen them in that position before a few times this year. I mean, they were in a thing. It was like a 19-point hole to Grangeville at the ICC Arena and came back and won that game close and you know so sandpoint's been kind of the cardiac kid team a little bit this year um and i think that has a lot to do with the pieces moving around i know coach love is being strategic with how he uses his lineup and you know sometimes it's been strategic sometimes it's been because of necessity uh just because of having you know girls out with injuries or sickness and everything else that has been rolling through that lineup so um you know but I'll say this Lakeland we talked we've been talking about it they've got a lineup that's built to give this team fits they've got size inside they've got consistent guard play they can play defense that's a Lakeland team that's on the up and up are they going to clip Sandpoint in one of the other you know matchups that are possible this year whether it's the the battle for the paddle game or if it's going to be the district tournament that's yet to be seen I mean you talk about Sandpoint and I that's the bummer about 4A hoops is that there's no at large bid um, you know, Lakeland's a team that could show up at state and realistically, I think, play for a trophy. I don't know if they're going to win, you know, the championship or necessarily, but they're a team that could play, you know, on Saturday at the state tournament. And um, one of those teams will have to be sitting at home, which is a shame. And Moscow's having a good season in their own right, too. Um, they've had some struggles this week with with league schedule and getting beat up in league play. But you have the, the 5A schools that, that North Idaho has. That's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really listen. I like Sandpoint still. I think they're a great team, but, um, if there's anything in that armor, it's going to be like, they've been giving up a couple of rough games inside to back-to-back opponents. Yep. Uh, and that's what Sandpoint and Lakeland have in spades is, you know, the height they can go yep. to Carly Banks had 17 for Sandpoint and that went over Lakeland freshman Brecken Meyer had 15, um, yep. next in line and Landry Simon, uh, led lakeland uh in that contest for the hawks she finished with a total of 21 so uh, in girls 4a basketball this year statewide because obviously i keep tabs on kind of every league yeah there's like 
three teams from district six, Pocatello from district five, like three teams from the, the magic Valley, uh, like three teams from district three and then Lakeland and Sandpoint up North. There's like 12 teams that are yep. all like capable of would, beating each other. And so a you know, we're not tournament. This year would be so awesome. Like I'm telling you, like you talk about balance, that'd be a great tournament, but we're not there yet, but you know, <laughs> it's, there's going to be some tough, tough teams sitting at home. Um, Absolutely. Girls for a, especially this year yeah. uh, for sure. So, and, and, I mean, I hate to say it, but Sandpoint, it could be Sandpoint, right? It could be, you could go from winning the title to not getting back, right? We've seen that with Sandpoint girls soccer a couple of times. Uh, It's just, we don't want to jinx anybody and and knock them or anything. That's I just think it talks about the balance of powers is kind of shifting a little bit and people are getting, their teams are getting better, which is great to see. I mean, it's creating a, a good problem of competitive hoops. Yeah, uh, we do have one last comment here before we uh, talk about our last girls basketball game here. This is from our good friend, H.J. Haas. I missed the not, wrestling talk, didn't I? Not yet, because I was <laughs> going to talk about his kid, but yeah. Yes, we're good. Yeah, we're we're, get, we're saving the best for last. Thanks for promoting <laughs> these kids. Go Case. Um, okay, last girls basketball game we wanted to hone in on was uh, Lapway. Speaking of Case, why not? Lapway girls took on the Kendrick girls. By the way, uh, Kendrick girls went up to Alaska for that. Sitka tournament um, earlier in December. Uh, we just published yesterday a great um, feature story about that trip up north with some pretty cool pictures. Yeah, um, You should go check it out. Jason Shatra wrote that for us um, at IdahoSports.com. One thing I learned from the story was that instead of going to a hotel, they just rented like an Airbnb and they all just stayed in this house. And then every morning, Ron Ireland, the coach for Kendrick, cooked breakfast for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. talk about a cool bonding experience. That's so cool. I'm still waiting for the uh, seafood to show up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting a while. Um, right. But yeah, no, you talk about an awesome experience though for that group. And and the you know if if the competition wasn't the best, I think you learn a ton about the people around you and and learning about your teammates and growing as a family. Like that's that's such a cool experience. And um, you know, I'm I'm happy that those girls got to have that. You know. That thing they can talk about that the rest of their life. I mean, you'll go to a, to a high school reunion twenty years from now, and you you'll end up talking about that trip. Like that's a, that's a pretty cool deal. Yep, for sure. So, okay, Lapway did play Kendrick in a non conference girls basketball game. Really, you know, two Titans, one A D one versus one A D two, and um, it ended up being a really close game, Skags. But uh, you know, the final score was in favor of uh la- or excuse me of uh, kendrick 49 yeah. 40. yeah kendrick getting a, a nice win a nine point win on the road in a tough environment i don't know anybody plays in lapway has a good time like uh, those <laughs> fans make it tough and uh and that's hats off to lapway fans they do a great job supporting their teams but a big win for kendrick to get to get that win at lapway and um you know you look at at kendrick and it's like you know we talked about it last year with that boys team and kind of saw a similar upward trajectory and and this Kendrick team man they've got great pieces in that group coach Ireland's team is very very well balanced and I look at them and they're a realistic favorite at one ID two for for a state title which this will be a league game next year which is I'm really looking forward to uh with the classification change too this is going to be an exciting thing for years to come yes that was going to be my point was that next year uh we get to see him play twice this year just yep. the one time but yes league opponent next year so we're we'll keep an eye on Kendrick um, 
they've still got that big game with Deary, you know, in the rematch on a D two white pine Kendrick won by two the first time. I cannot wait for that yep. rematch. It's going to be really fun. All right, before we duck out of here, Raleigh Lane was last weekend. Well, we have the girls North Idaho nine, and then Raleigh. Oh Lane. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. Yeah, I don't want to okay. show. No, no, no. It's it's all good. I my mind's a million different places today because as soon as it'll we're done be quick because it doesn't change much. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the girls North Idaho nine power rankings, nine best teams in in North Idaho girls hoops. Again, we'll scroll it across the bottom line for those watching, but for those listening. Skaggs is going to take us through them one through nine. Yeah. So number one, obviously you got Lake city, two quarter lane, three Sandpoint. I don't need to say more. Those teams are all <laughs> more than, um, you know, and the four at Grangeville. I mean, you look at the top four, that's a great lineup. Timberlake at five, Kendrick at six, Lapway seven, uh, Kamiya and Wallace lurking there eight and nine. Those two teams I look at Kamiya, can they, you know, get on a roll that league schedule and the white pine gets brutal. In the next two weeks for a lot of those teams, there's teams out there like Prairie, Genesee um, that are on the upward swing as well. Um, Troy tries to make things interesting. So, like, yeah, there's there's some, I think, slip-ups in the next couple weeks um, for some of those teams that are out there. They could take a league loss that might open some eyes. But um, there's no no easy nights in North Idaho. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, uh, Prairie is must be like number 10. They're out there. Yeah, yeah, they're lurking. They're, I mean, there's yeah. there's some teams. I mean, Lakeside already knocked off Wallace earlier in the year. Like, that could definitely happen again, even though Lakeside's record doesn't look the greatest. They're just a tough group that plays hard. So, I mean, there's there's some teams out there that can, you know, knock off any of these teams on any given night. Like, it's, it's a log jam behind that top nine, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Okay, a couple of quick basketball comments, and then we'll we'll wrap up with some wrestling talk here. Uh Ada McCormick, of course, uh, former Lapway girls coach. When Kendrick played Lapway and, and the Tigers got that nine-point win, she said Coach Ireland was not there coaching the game. I think his assistant coach coached that game for Kendrick. So that's even more impressive. I love the little nuggets we get, man. And yeah. And we get everybody following this, too, which is awesome. But, yeah, yes. thanks for the, 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 the info. We didn't know that. Like, that's something that I didn't know. So yeah. I, I think – you know, a group to respond and get a really tough road win. That's that's huge for that Kendrick program. Yep. And here's uh Lapway assistant coach uh, for basketball and uh, Case Why Not's dad, Jeremiah. Drive safe, guys. See you tonight. Yeah, I guess as soon as I get done with this, Jeremiah, I got a shovel because I guess it's been <laughs> snowing all morning. I haven't been able to look outside, but uh, and then I'll clear a path and then, yeah, head head over to Lapway. Before we do that, though. Uh, let's wrap up with some wrestling talk here. Yep. Skaggs. Raleigh Lane was last weekend. River City Duels is this weekend. You know, I hope all the teams can make it here to to compete. You know, for the weather and stuff like that. But Raleigh Lane, you know, there were some impressive performances. There was, and you know, it, it, unfortunate stuff that happened too with Trey Smith from Post Falls getting injured at Raleigh Lane. I think is a big loss. Hopefully, he's able to come back before state. Um, you know, in the district time, but that I mean, having that hole in the lineup i don't necessarily hurts the trojans a ton um other than just points at tournaments i mean that's just the kind of a loss for them but I, we know what trey smith is he's a great wrestler uh post falls finishing fifth as a team is is a great showing i mean i think even with the injury trey smith realistically could have been higher on the podium at that tournament uh, without the injury um one a couple bright spots obviously hoyt haas from lewiston getting third at 132 is huge. I mean, I, I said it last year. We talked about kind of setting the table for Raleigh Lane last week. Um, Raleigh is like a super state type tournament. 
and to get third at this tournament is a huge showing. He was, you know, top of the board. There's kids, you know, the BK kid was ahead of him at second. Um, and then I believe a kid in his weight class was from Oregon that won it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure his dad might pop in if I'm wrong and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, one of the ones that really surprised me, I mean, we got Damian Hamilton from Post Falls took third at 152, but Caden McLean tag from Priest River taking sixth in that bracket. Uh, the two-way kid coming all the way up, up the, the ladder from North Idaho and and making the podium, that is awesome. Like that's why that's why those small school teams go to Raleigh Lane is for chances like that to get um, your guys that are maybe your hammer in your lineup to show up and see what they can really do against the best of the best. And so congrats to, to him for, for making the, the podium there at Raleigh Lane. That's a huge finish, um, you know, taking sticks there as, as a two-way wrestler. Um and then Seth Martin from Post Falls finishing runner up at 170, a uh, great finish from him as well. And you know, there's some some really good quality wrestling to be had. River City Duels is gonna be a fun team tournament. It always is a good time. Um, you get to see what the team. It's a lot different than the Invitationals where you have individual weight classes and everything. This is just lineup on lineup. Who shows up? Uh, you know, Friday and Saturday there at Post Falls, they do a phenomenal job. If you're in in the area and you're looking for something to do, that is a great time. Head over to Post Falls and, and check out uh, the River City Duels. That is a fun tournament, and the kids just get pumped about it. And um, that's an event. I mean, I've coached there with my my program, and um, you know, taking my teams there, and nobody ever has a bad time at that tournament. It's a ton of fun, and you're going to see some great wrestling and and some. You know, what we don't have in Idaho, obviously, is a true team state championship meet like we get the, the team on team lineup. Um, so you get to see that here. And that's that's a that's a really fun, really fun event. Yep, for sure. Looking forward to River City duels. A couple of quick wrestling comments here in the chat. Uh, Hoyt fell to a kid from California. There we go. I knew he's going to correct me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And then uh, Max says, you know, he was just going to say Caden is a beast. Got his 100th varsity win in December. His brother Colm notched his 100th in round one of Raleigh Lane. Yeah. 138. And I know Colm's had a great year too. He did. He had a great showing earlier in the year um, at Tri-State. And so, you know, those are two just absolute dudes that that Priest River's got in their lineup. And they're going to they're going to make a ton of noise at 2A state this year but uh, yeah thanks max for chipping in on that one seriously max does a great job with the bonner yeah. county daily beat absolutely you, you absolutely check it out so uh, all right hey that's a wrap big thanks to everybody for tuning in to the north idaho prep cast don't forget uh lapway basketball tonight thursday night against camii and then saturday against potlatch and then We'll go to other places in North Idaho, I promise, here in the course of the regular season for North Idaho game night. You can just stay tuned to um, idahosports.com. Click on the game streams tab for all of that info. Hey, how about this? Hoyt crossed 100 career wins last week, too, according That's to That's awesome. Yes, yeah. congrats. That's awesome. And, and yeah, no, we, we we love the kids up here and, and being able to shine a light on their, their accolades and everything congratulations to Hoyt. That's awesome. Awesome. I, I always love highlighting on the Matt chat prep cast, all of the wrestlers that have crossed a hundred. So I've got, I got the century mark is huge. That's such a yeah. big deal for those kids. There's so many hours and the thing that gets lost in that is miles. There's so many miles that are involved 
with with getting there either it's running or driving and there's a ton of time and everything that goes involved in moms and dads that that put in the time with hotels and everything else too like man it takes an army behind these kids to get them there and and hats off to the families and the kids themselves yeah we've had some east idaho kids cross the 100 win mark and i've highlighted that on the match at prepcast this year but i'm going to highlight all these north idaho kids uh next uh match at prepcast which you can tune into of course it's our standalone wrestling podcast every tuesday night live at 7 p.m pacific time right here on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page and twitter account all right thanks for tuning into the north idaho prepcast everybody enjoy the competition this weekend travel safely wherever you're going please roads are going to be uh not ideal out there that's for sure <laughs> so uh suboptimal uh for ryan skaggs i'm brandon bainey and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com <laughs>